This is another week of Last Call with Chris Michaels. Last week I did a bunch of shorter episodes because I wasn't necessarily in a spot where I could do longer episodes. And tonight, maybe, maybe we'll just get beyond the 10-minute mark. My voice is a little hoarse for some reason. Uh, so maybe I will uh, hopefully be able to get through this, but I think I should be good. I have some liquid nearby to make sure that my pipes are lubricated so that I can continue on relentlessly with my olive oil tones. So I did, I, I, so many things happened since the last podcast that I don't even know where to begin. I, I, there are so many small little stories that have occurred, and it, I can only lump them together as Democrat degeneracy. Like, that's the only thing I can think of. That's the only way I can convey this, because there are so many idiotic stories that occurred over the weekend that have been done by the leftists and the never trumpers that it's just it's just like somebody threw up all over the place i hate throwing it's just like somebody threw up all over the place so the first i don't even know where to begin i'll start with this okay so we have larry flint if you haven't seen this by now larry flint hustler magazine uh degenerate probable human trafficker so on and so forth um if you get your covid 19 vaccine the larry flint hustlers club or larry flint's hustler club i think larry flint has keeled over um will and this was on a particular friday night last friday night if you got your vaccine you get a platinum membership card a complimentary bottle free dances from a vaccinated entertainer of course tickets to see sexy after dark and limousine transportation all to show that you've gotten a vaccine. Now, I wouldn't worry so much about the vaccinated entertainer as I would the STD-ridden entertainer. And on top of that, if she or he is vaccinated, then I would more, uh, I'd be more worrisome about the shedding of those spike proteins than I would about whether or not somebody has an STD or if, in fact, they are vaccinated. So, we're seeing more and more nonsense come out from these people that are utterly desperate to get everybody vaccinated as much as possible. As many people as possible get as vaccinated as possible. And the the stops that they're pulling out are more and more ridiculous. You've got uh, New York City or New York State. If you get vaccinated, you get a $20 scratch off lottery ticket and you can potentially win a million dollars or five million dollars whatever it is ohio's governor says if you get your covid vaccine then you enter into a draw five lucky people will win five million dollars or something along those lines i mean it's just utterly despicable and childish uh, you got the mayor of New York City. He's scarfing down burgers and fries. You just the way he's and he did it on camera. And just the way you look at him, you go, you don't eat burgers and fries. I mean, I don't eat burgers, and fries, but you don't eat burgers and fries. You look like a fucking fool trying to do this because this isn't you. You look more like the um, the lentil and uh, falafel rat type, Mr. Uh, Mr. de Blasio, than anything else. 
So it, 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 you see more and more of this idiotic nonsense. And it's just so asinine. It's so phony. And it makes you wonder what's really going on. Why are they making such a push to get everybody vaccinated? Who is making the push? Why are all these politicians acting like they have a gun to their head to get as many people inoculated as possible? And I have my, I have my theories about this, uh, but I, I, I don't know for sure. So moving right along of the degeneracy of the Democrats over the weekend, we have – oh, you're going to love this. We have Project Veritas coming out. Uh, tonight, in fact, as we speak, uh, I believe they're coming out at 9 p.m. on the eastern coast uh, about what they claim to be something that is groundbreaking from a Facebook whistleblower. And lo and behold, I mean, this should not come to a shock to anybody uh, that listens to this program at all, but we'll go over it anyway. Um, Project Veritas is saying that uh, Facebook is now grouping people they determined to be VH, vaccine hesitant. And so whenever you post anything that could involve vaccines, then you are, you're, the algorithms take stock of whatever it is that you post. And whatever that you post is then put into a ranking system. So if you go against vaccines and the vaccine narrative then your post is basically shadow banned and nobody will see your post. And this is nothing new. I mean, I don't understand why people are shocked about this. I guess the idea that somebody has actually presented internal documents from Facebook, that's the big deal here with Project Veritas. But if you've got any brain cells to rub together, you know that their algorithms make sure that people are shadow banned all of the time when it doesn't go, when whatever their opinion is doesn't go along with the uh the narrative so it it's it's nothing new it is nothing that's you know earth shattering but you know project veritas they got somebody and and that's it and so they feel good about themselves so by all means have at it go have fun and you know we're not happy until you're not happy to steal a phrase and so go go enjoy yourselves make hell for everybody Oh, what else do we have? Oh, we've got none other than Kevin Spacey. Oh, he's returning to the screen to play the role of, oh, you'll love this, detective investigating the case of a man wrongly suspected of, can you guess, five, four, three, two, one. Oh, yes, the man in the movie is wrongly suspected of pedophilia. Which is exactly what Kevin Spacey is suspected of doing. So many people have died. So many died, literally died, when they were about to throw the book at Kevin Spacey. In other words, witnesses have died when it comes to Kevin Spacey. These people in Hollywood are sick. Kevin Spacey is disgusting. And they're throwing it in your face. They're basically saying, yes, I engage in this kind of behavior and I get away with it. Not only that, I'm going to make a movie about it to place the subconscious seed that I am innocent when in fact I am really guilty. It is the pinnacle of cognitive 
dissonance. And we have to start holding Hollywood accountable to these disgusting behavior, the reprehensible, awful, awful behaviors. These people are disgusting. They're deranged. They have mental issues. I mean, they're just throwing it in your face and saying, F you. It doesn't matter because we are going to get away with all of the crimes that we intend to perform and you cannot do a thing about it. We need to reinstill some sort of morals within society, some sort of sense of right and wrong, and that starts with integrity. And it also starts with making sure that the justice system actually performs the way it is supposed to perform. And right now, we are not experiencing that. So the United States as a whole is kind of going through a colonic irrigation of what it means to be... Basically, what it means to have integrity. I mean, that's the long and the short of it. Oh, gosh, what has happened here? Sasha Johnson. Sasha Johnson. Now, the media is out there, and they're portraying her as this pillar, the virtue of civil rights. She's out there. She's all part of Black Lives Matter protesting injustices. She's decked out in a black beret, black sunglasses, all black clothing. And oh gosh, what happened to her? She was shot in the head over the weekend. And the media, of course, the left-wing media, of course, is out there saying, and they're not directly saying it. They're allowing you to, to infer that this person was shot because of her political views. The reality of the situation, thanks to Andy Ngo, who is on uh, Twitter, brilliant person. Uh, Sasha's friends have come forward to say that she was shot when a rival African-American gang shot up the party she was at. So basically, she went to a gang party and a rival gang decided to shoot the place up and she was hit by a bullet. This is not social justice. This is more gang warfare, gang warfare nonsense. And it has nothing to do with the color of skin. It's got everything to do with people that are acting like assholes. Because guess what? White people engage in this kind of stupid behavior too. So let's stop putting these people on pedestals. Let's call them out for what the, for what they are. Or let's call the situation out for what it is. Uh, you had one gang member having a party and a rival gang shot up and made a hit on that party. And she was probably an innocent bystander. That's the long and the short of it. So when you see all of these media articles out there saying, oh, gosh, this person was shot and she was such a justice, social justice warrior, they're making you make that connection. They're allowing you to make that connection to say this person got shot. Oh, she's a social justice warrior. That implies that, oh, she got shot for her political views. No. She got shot because she was part of a gang and a rival gang came in and make it, made a hit. That's all it is. So watch out for that story. Call bullocks on that. Don't ever let them pull the wool over your eyes. And speaking of Black Lives Matter, this is from Paul Joseph Watson at Summit News. Brilliant person. 
Um, his he does a lot of podcasting. He does a lot of media work. Some of it stuff is hackneyed. You know, it's overdone, and oh, I can see the edits a mile away, and blah blah blah. I get it, but it's it's I, I'm old school, so I don't necessarily do that crap. Oddly enough, you know, I do everything in one take. I don't have to do fifteen takes and crop it together. So anyway, he comes out and talks about how Black Lives Matter support and interest drops to a two-year low. Now, I brought this up last year during the presidential election cycle. If you do a Google search for how often people search for Black Lives Matter, you find out that Black Lives Matter doesn't matter unless it's in an election year, in this case, 2020 and the beginnings of 2021. Otherwise, it's a Democrat tool. Nobody cares about Black Lives Matter, the, the organization. Don't sit there and say, oh, he doesn't care about black lives. That's, that's nonsense. It's bullshit. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about this movement. We're talking about this Democrat-run money laundering operation called Black Lives Matter. That's what we're talking about here. So an essay written by academics Jennifer Schutte and Hakeem Jefferson, published by the New York Times, analyzes how support for Black Lives Matter soared to plus 20% in mid-2020, because it's election year, but rapidly dropped to only plus 5%, which is where it was in mid-2019. Now, why do I say it's an election year? Because what they're trying to do by gaining, uh, by, by garnering more support to Black Lives Matter is twofold. One, they want to galvanize the vote, and they being the Democrats. What they want is the Democrats always, 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 and Republicans always have to generate some sort of enemy that is just beyond the horizon. This is classic political propaganda nonsense to make sure people come out and vote. Second, why did they do it? They wanted to make sure that people had something to donate to that wasn't a political party. So people donated 5, 10, 15 bucks. In some cases, if you were a foreign entity and didn't want to get caught, you would donate millions of dollars in the form of $100 gift cards, Visa vanilla gift cards, so that Black Lives Matter could take that money and disperse with it as it may. So it was a way to money launder for the Democrats. Why do I say that? Because if you went, and probably still do, if you go to the Black Lives Matter website and you try to donate to there, it takes you to another website called Act Blue. What is Act Blue? Act Blue is a Democrat-run political action committee, and what they do is they take all of the money that Black Lives Matter generates and they disperse it to... The Democrats themselves. So this is not going to all this money, right? It's not going to further the cause. It's not going to really bring African-Americans out of the poverty-stricken communities. No, what it's doing is it's making people feel as though they are acting on their own morals. It makes them feel as though I did something good to make sure that people aren't discriminated against. And so I'm going to give money to Black Lives Matter. And in, in reality, that money is just going to the Democrats. You can look it up. Just look up Act Blue and how they distributed all of the Black Lives Matter money. And it went straight to um, it went uh, people like uh, Joe Biden. Uh, did not go to Kamala Harris. Let's get that straight. Went to Joe Biden. Uh, it went to a couple of other people too. But that's all Black Lives Matter is, okay? That's all it is. And so now that the election cycle is over, they don't need your vote. They don't need the money. 
all of a sudden, Black Lives Matter is not promoted by the media, and it just sort of goes away. Uh, and here's another thing. On the anniversary of George Floyd's death, which is coming up, the federal government issued a directive to all of its embassies across the planet. And they want those embassies to raise the Black Lives Matter flag in every single embassy. Now, oh God, that is so insulting after what I just told you. Basically what they're doing is, is that they're signaling to other people that the Democrats are in charge. That's what the greater signal is. The leftists are in charge. The borderline communists are in charge. That's why they're raising that flag. It is signaling to people that are aligned with the George Soroses, the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, probable former Nazi. They're signaling to all of those people that America is locked down and under control based upon your directives. It's not Joe Biden that's in charge. It's not Kamala Harris that's in charge. It is these people, these unelected bureaucrats, these people that are beyond wealthy, beyond wealthy, and have more money than God and more money than they even know what to do with. That's what this is all about. And it's just really, really disturbing to see all this. And it's even more disturbing that a lot of people don't put that together. Oh, they say, oh, thank goodness, black lives, because we all care about race. Well, of course, we all care about humans. I don't care what race you are. I mean, it's got to be said. I mean, I don't care what race you are. I care about what kind of person you are. The majority of people really care about what kind of person you are. They really don't care about what, what skin tone you are, what accent you speak with, you know, what, what, what type of hair you have. I mean, nobody cares about it. Everybody cares about whether or not you're okay, and if you're not okay, can I really help you, and would you appreciate it? That's what all this comes down to. The Democrats don't care about that. The Democrats care about money, and they care about the vote, which is why you got Black Lives Matter, and which is also why Black Lives Matter is tanking right now when it comes to popularity, generating funds, and also uh, search engine uh, search engine popularity. So another example of... Democrat idiocy comes from California Assemblyman David Hugh. And David Hugh is the prime example of why Democrats should have zero influence on the Second Amendment. Because Mr. Chu was walking on the sidewalk. Where else would he walk? But he's walking on the sidewalk in, I believe he's from San Francisco. Maybe he's from San Diego. I don't know. He's from one of the sands in California. Either way, he is a dope. He finds a plastic clamshell package emptied on the street, and it says Glock 19 in big letters. So what does this nincompoop do? He takes a picture, and he tweets it, saying, Finding the discarded packaging of a semi-automatic on a leisurely weekend walk was disturbing, particularly during the month's surge of gun violence in San Francisco. Hashtag end gun violence. Hashtag enough 
is enough. Well, the problem with Mr. Chu is that he doesn't know what it is like to actually purchase a firearm. Because if he did, he would realize that you don't buy a Glock in a clamshell package. You don't buy a Glock in a clear plastic packaging. You don't. And on top of that, when you do buy a Glock, you don't see right on it that the Glock takes CO2 cartridges and shoots uh, 0.177 BBs. So essentially what Mr. Chu found was a BB gun. And he's out there trying to portray it as an actual firearm. Guy's an idiot. And this is the rank-and-file Democrat. Somebody that is so misinformed. Somebody that is so idiotic. They don't know their right from their left. They only know, they don't even know ass from elbow. They're so stupid. You're coming, you don't even read the fine print. I mean, you you take a photo of the whole goddamn thing. And it says right on there, CO2 cartridges needed to fire this weapon. BBs, 0.177. I mean, are you stupid? And you're trying to run this up the flagpole. Another idiot, and this is, I cannot stand this moron, is Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. This, if anybody should be recalled, it's her. If anybody should be thrown in prison for some, I don't know, I don't care what it is, find some jaywalking, uh, uh, what, driving down the wrong, riding a bike down the wrong side of the road, just get her out of office. She was photographed, and this is from Breitbart, she was photographed with a shitload of people on a Saturday party. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, at least twelve people in a bar, unmasked, completely violating her own pandemic criteria. You can't, according to her, you can't sit at a table. No table can have more than six people. The photo shows 12 at one table. And you must wear a mask and you must be seated. You can't be standing. There are people that are standing. Not one person is wearing a mask. And this is her response. Throughout the pandemic, I've been committed to following public health protocols. Yesterday, I went with friends to a local restaurant. As more people arrived, the tables were pushed together. Because we were all vaccinated, we didn't stop to think about it. In retrospect, I should have thought about it. I am human. I made a mistake, and I apologize. No, 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 no. That's not the case, sweetheart. What really happened was is that you don't care. You don't care about the average person. You are part of an elite class that sees themselves as superior to the average citizen within your state. You govern over those people. You see yourself as somebody that cannot be touched. And you see yourself as someone that can violate the rules because you hoped that no one would call you out on your nonsense. And guess what? Somebody did. Immediately. Immediately, she comes out and says, oh, by the way, restaurants don't need to adhere to the six-person-per-table COVID restriction. Well, I I wonder why. Why, Miss Whitmer? 
I mean, this person is disgusting. She's just a horrible human being. She tried to cut off energy to Canada, and Canada said, go F yourself. We're not going to go along with your plan. She had some elaborate plan to cut off the, uh, the flow of a pipeline, and Canada said, go F yourself, you slob. And so, you know, this is more stuff. And mark my words, Miss Whitmer is going to be in a lot of trouble in Michigan once they complete the ballot audits from 2020. Because if you think she's getting away with whatever it is she got away with during the election cycle this year or last year, you've got another thing coming. I mean, this stuff is not going away. And there are plenty of people that are out there and more than willing to throw a bunch of money at all of these audits. And Michigan is going to be one of those pivotal states. And you are probably going to see at some point during this year, uh, Whitmer's hands are filthy. She is in up to her elbows and knees of corruption, voter fraud, and making sure that only a certain group of people got into office. That's her. Plain and simple. And she even tied the reopening of her state to the amount of people that were taking the gene therapy platform inoculations. How disgusting do you have to be to do something like that? You have to be none other then bottom-dwelling slug, uh, underneath a log cockroach, disgusting, uh, I don't even know, I can't think of any more adjectives, slob, I've said that plenty of times, squid, uh, gel- spineless jellyfish tyrant, pigeon gut sucking idiot, oh god, anyway, moving right along, what do we hear about now? Now that all of these audits are becoming more and more prevalent throughout the United States, all of a sudden we've got UFOs. UFOs are everywhere now. For literally decades, you had governments across the planet, specifically the United States government, denying the fact that there are UFOs out there. I think they're under a different acronym now. I don't think it's uh, unidentified flying object. I think it's uni- I think it's a UAP now. A unidentified aerial phenomenon. That's what it is. Unidentified aerial phenomenon. UAP. That's what they're calling them now. Because now the the idea is they don't know where they come from. They don't know if they're extraterrestrial. They don't know if they're interdimensional. They don't know if they're in fact human. And there is a solid case to be made that they are in fact human, part of a breakaway civilization. Uh, very interesting stuff. Look up Dr. Joseph Farrell. Uh, he, can't, he, he writes books constantly. He writes books faster than I speak. Um, brilliant person. Fire up YouTube, Dr. Joseph Farrell. Uh, he talks about breakaway civilizations, particularly those that uh, occurred after World War II. Uh, so now we got this is an article by Caitlin Johnstone, uh, and she she wrote a lot of article, you know, about this thing about UFOs and all this other stuff. Uh, we got President Obama says there is footage and records of objects in the skies. These I- unidentified aerial phenomena, UAPs. 
and he says we don't know exactly what they are. What do you think that it is? And uh, you know, a reporter asked Biden, and the Bi- and Biden said, "I would ask him," meaning Obama again, and he was hustled off the stage with that clear smile that uh, the Biden that we all know and love on stage is nothing more than a clone because his earlobes are different and his bottom teeth don't match the former pictures uh, or the current pictures of the former vice president. So somebody else is in there, but we don't know who. Uh, the, the question was followed, uh, followed comments by Barack Obama on the late show with James Corden. But what is true, and I'm actually being serious here, Obama said, is that there are, there's footage and records of objects in the sky that we don't know exactly what they are. We can't explain how they moved, their trajectory. They did not have an easily explainable pattern. And so, you know, I think that people still take seriously trying to investigate and figure out what it is. On and on and on. So the the main thing here is why now? Why all of a sudden has the United States government done an about face in literally a month? Literally a month. You had decades, absolute decades, almost 100 years of the same party line. Nothing is there. Nothing is there. Oh, it's weather balloons. Oh, it's swamp gas. Oh, you're just hallucinating. On and on and on with the excuses. And then all of a sudden, literally within the past month of 2021, a complete 180. Yes, it's all real. We don't know what it is. And we're going to look forward to that report in June of 2021. No, 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 no. You don't, this isn't a free pass. You don't just all of a sudden get to say, oh, by the way, it's all been real. Ha ha. No. No. So what's the bigger angle here? A couple of things. First one, all of this footage that we're seeing about these UAPs, it all occurs over an ocean. It all shows these objects plummeting into the sea. It never shows them shooting out into space. It all shows them plummeting into the water. So if I were to guess, it probably these objects are probably something to do with that breakaway civilization that I spoke about. And they could have the technology to basically allow objects to shunt through physical matter. In other words, and there's a patent out about this. I've talked about this last year, or maybe the year before, where the Pentagon took out a patent where they, uh, what they do, they, they, they had a gas. They had, basically they had piping, pipes, around an object, and they pumped gas through it, charged it up with electromagnetic frequencies, magnets, made it hyper-cold, made it super cold, and then all of a sudden, the object that the pipes were surrounding was allowed to basically ignore friction through matter. So whether it's going through the air, or whether it's going through water, or whatever. And this patent is years old, years old. So they have already had this. They've already tested this stuff out, which is why they took the patent out. Um, I, I, my guess is that what you're seeing is you're seeing something along those lines from a breakaway civilization, whether it's human or otherwise, I don't know. But the other object, the other problem with this is what have we seen lately? We have seen the elites, the powers that be, the deep state, make an end rush to make sure 
that people are locked down in some way on a global scale. Think about it. You had COVID, right? And then from COVID, what did you have? You had over 7 billion people, 7.5 billion people be locked down across the planet. How do you get 7.5 billion people to stay home? That is an ungastly or a ghastly uh, undertaking. That's huge. And then not only did you do that, but you had people, 7.5 billion people, all, not all, but a, a, a far more than you would think, be more than open to accepting an experimental gene therapy platform inoculation where the trial period doesn't end for another two years. And you have that going on. So what did you just see? You saw a global shift in authority. What you basically saw was a massive, I would suggest, a massive depopulation effort and also a massive tagging effort because all that stuff, we brought it up last time, we brought up plenty of other times, has neurogel in it which interacts with Wi-Fi. Now, why would your vaccine be given, or why would your, your private health data information, PHI, why is that given to you on a piece of paper, a card that you can easily lose? It's because they're able to track you in other ways. They're able to ping you through Wi-Fi and your smartphone and 5G. That's why. I mean, sure, you can have the piece of paper, but it doesn't matter. The piece of paper is to make you feel better. It's to make your employers feel better. It's not the real game here. It's not the real angle that we're looking at. What is the next step to all of this? You're going to have to have a global governance you're going to have to have a global religion. That's what you're seeing here. And what you are going to find out is that, oh, gosh, aliens exist. Oh, and the, the human, the human is not alone in the galaxy. Now, those, those items are true. Humans are not alone in the galaxy. Humans are not alone in the dimensions. Humans, the, the human story is not unique in a lot of ways. You have a lot of places and a lot of beings and a lot of whatevers across the separate realities. Because if you do a lot of uh, past life regressions or channeling, you find all this stuff out. Um it's it, the human story is not unique what makes what the the one thing that is unique about the human story and what i mean by that is i should say this what makes the human story not unique is that everybody is going through their own evolution right so whether you're experiencing life as a human a dog a plant a rock uh, a planet a galaxy whatever it is there's awareness in everything that has to go back to native american stuff you're always incarnated. There's always an energy in rocks, trees, grass, blades of grass, plains, you know, whatever. That is not unique. There's always this struggle. There's always this push for evolution in your uh, emotional and spiritual backgrounds. But what is unique is the amount of lies, hoodwinking, 
despicable behavior, evil behavior, and how the human is subjected to vice in ways that are not seen anywhere in the galaxy. So what you are really going to see from now on is, oh, oh, the human is not alone in the universe. And so what we need to do is, as humans, we need to come together and realize that. We need to have one global government to act as a species, not a selfish nation. Now, on the uh, the premise of that is fantastic. The reality of it is not so fantastic. What they're trying to do is they're trying to create a global governance system which is run by a digital currency, meaning it's not physical, that they can turn on and turn off any time that they like and they are going to be able to track people thanks to these vac- these gene therapy platforms and they're going to make sure that your digital currency is frozen if you are not up to date with your gene therapy booster shots. That's the end game here. And they're going to use UFOs and aliens and interdimensional beings to push that agenda. That's what you're looking at here. On the surface, this is all correct. This is all correct stuff. The human story is not unique. The human family is not alone. But the way they're going about doing it is extremely nefarious. And it is not, not the best way to go about living life. Okay, next thing. What else is going on here? My gosh, do we have a lot of stuff when it comes to those audits. Those audits are something else. And what audits am I talking about? I am talking about none other than the 2020 presidential election audits. These things are happening across the country, whether it's in Arizona, Georgia, New Hampshire, Wisconsin, Michigan. Uh, I think even uh, Nevada may have something going on. That's below the radar. Don't uh, don't quote me on that one. Oh gosh, excuse me. I had to take a sip. Oh boy, we're thirty-seven min, thirty-eight minutes, thirty-eight solid minutes of flapping my gums. See, this is what brilliant broadcasting is all about. Because if you aren't a brilliant broadcaster, then you can't do things like this. You can't go. You you do not have. Uh, probably we're probably going to push an hour here. You don't have an hour worth of just glittering jewels of intelligence to be bestowed upon you for absolutely nothing, free of charge, until somebody else wants to pay me those shekels, then maybe you will be charged. But until then, you are at my, uh, it is my pleasure, my absolute pleasure to give you all the information that I come across and that barrels through my thought processes. So like I said, here we go. The election auditors find a ballot fold issue in New Hampshire and only, only 28% of GOP Republican votes are counted 
in one machine. So let me break this down a little bit. So we have what? An audit, a forensic audit going on in New Hampshire. What that means is, is that they're essentially going to take all the ballots and run them through machines again to see which ballots are valid. Now, we've brought this up in prior episodes, what makes a ballot valid, uh, whether or not it has a watermark, whether or not the voting machine can read the ballot if it's folded. If it is a mail-in ballot, does the mail-in ballot actually have any folds in it? Because if it's a mail-in ballot and doesn't have any folds, that means that somebody just submitted a whole bunch of mail-in ballots illegally, which you're going to find out has happened across the country. So in New Hampshire, the fold issue means this. If there is a fold in the ballot that goes across, oddly enough, goes across Republican uh, circles that you had to fill in, the voting machine does not register the ballot. It throws out the ballot. So if you had 100 ballots run through that machine, 50 of them are mail-in ballots, 50 of them had the fold across the bubble for the candidate that the voter cast their ballot for, that voting machine throws out 50 out of 100 ballots. Gosh, what are the odds of that happening? That's how they did this. That's how they did this. And you're finding out, you're finding out in one case, this is from the Twitter account of Wyndham, New Hampshire auditors. The fold effect is large enough to account for discrepancies, but not, but might not be all that's going on, meaning there's more cheating going on and fraud. 75 folded ballots voted straight Republican. And that means that from president on down to any local politician, these people, 75 folded ballots, ballots that were folded up like an envelope, um, voted all Republican. Only 48 votes were recorded, which means, which means up to 30, essentially 33% of all votes thrown out. Thrown out. And this particular voting machine was used on election day for most absentee ballots. In other words, people that sent in absentee ballots, which are legal, not these, not these silly mail-in ballots, um, basically a third of them were thrown out. A third of them, which essentially almost means that the Republicans in New Hampshire should have garnered at least 33% more votes from the mail, not the mail-in, but the, uh, the absentee ballot vote. Now, the overall results in this, Democrat, this, this audit was started by Democrat candidate, oddly enough, Christy St. Laurent. And uh, she lost by a narrow 24 votes. So she requested the audit. Uh, the, the recount was redone, and St. Laurent lost more than, uh, not only did she lose by 99 votes, but she lost 99 more votes after the hand recount, and the Republicans gained 300 votes each. So my question would be, she lost by 24. Now she lost by 99. And the Republicans somehow plucked 600 more votes out of their asses. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> 
How did that happen? How did that end up as a net loss of such a huge margin for the Democrats? <laughs> for the Democrats, and they, oh, well, shit happens, right? Oh, look at the 2020 election for Biden. Um, anyway, so the fold effect is large enough to account for discrepancies, but might that might not be all that's going on. So watch for this kind of news coming out of New Hampshire and other places. So this is very, very important stuff because not only do you see things like this, but you also start to see more and more counties and states calling for the audits of these ballots. And what you essentially will eventually find is that these ballots, a ton of these ballots, aren't essentially valid. And you're going to have to overturn or throw out a lot of votes in many of these states. So what does that mean? That means that anything that Biden, Harris, and Obama do is null and void. And now you kind of understand why there is such a push for all of these draconian, tyrannical measures within the United States because they're trying to ram through everything that they possibly can before the 2022 elections. Because once 2022 hits, the game is going to change. People are wise to their tricks. So they're not going to fall for the same voting cheating, vote cheating and vote fraud that they ran through everyone in 2020. It's not going to work anymore. So, and generally, uh, when you have a midterm election, the, the party of the president usually loses seat within uh, Congress. So that's what they expect to happen. And I promise you, it probably will happen unless, you know, unless they just cheat more and more uh, than they already have. Uh, And, you know, we'll see what happens. So a lot of fun things going on. And finally, I'm going to leave it at this. We're going to talk about, uh, well, of course, we've got to talk about COVID because so many things about COVID is going on right now. And, oh, gosh, I don't even know where to begin. There's so many stories. So many stories. Uh, first thing, what do we got here? Okay, so we got the Red Cross. Guess what the Red Cross says? And it's essentially every sort of hospital out there on the planet. Uh, if you've taken the COVID vaccine, guess what? You cannot donate blood because they don't want your filthy blood. They don't want your, your disgusting spike proteins corrupting the place and shitting the place up. So... Uh, you can't donate blood. They don't want plasma from people that have taken the vaccine. So that means people that have not gotten the vaccine are essentially pure bloods. And we are allowed to do many things that you shedders are not allowed to do. So interesting stuff. Interesting stuff here. Because it kind of goes with what we've been saying all along and that is something is wrong something is wrong with these gene therapy platforms we also have to look at dr fauci dr as you all know i am not a fan of dr fauci he is an agent of discord when you've got somebody like dr fauci who's best friends with bill gates and his massive man boobs and also best friends with the person that created the, uh, oh, what is it called? 
the D. Oh, nuts. The genetic. Uh, I can't remember the official name of it, but the person that created the gene mapping program under Bill Clinton, where he mapped out every uh, DNA sequence and came up with 95% junk DNA. Yeah, really? Really? Something almost as perfect as the human being has 95% of his DNA is junk? No, 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 no. You're lying and you're hiding what that 95% actually does. Anyway, Dr. Fauci, this is an article from January 11th, 2017. No doubt, no doubt, Trump will face a surprise infectious disease outbreak. And this comes from Anthony S. Fauci, medical doctor, director of the NIH and infectious disease, and said that there is no doubt Donald Trump will be confronted with a surprise infectious disease outbreak during his presidency. Fauci has led the NIAID for more than three decades. Somebody thinks that, uh, or somebody might think that Dr. Fauci should take a powder and ride off into the sunset after three decades of an unelected position where he is in charge of giving people salaries of $666,000 to continue his research in China after it was shut down in the United States. Somebody should think about that. Uh, Advising the past five U.S. presidents and blah, 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 through AIDS and Zika and everything else. Interesting story about the person that came up, developed, invented the PCR test. He is dead, but he did make a few videos that you can find out, uh, find on YouTube and everywhere else. Basically, this person said that the PCR tests allow you to find Anything that you could possibly want. So if you're looking for what uh, uh, something, the, the X protein, then all you have to do in the human body, all you have to do is take a sample, put it in the PCR, and make sure you're spinning it appropriately, making sure that that counter threshold is at a certain level. The measurement that you're using to see whether or not something is present after a test. Um, and, and you'll find it. And a PCR test can find anything that it wants to find. All you have to know is the proper frequency to attune the counter threshold to. And he, that person, I can't remember his name now, but that person, I think Montaigne? I don't know if it's Montaigne or not. But um, uh, no, not Ray LaMontaigne, but I think it's Montaigne or Montague. I I don't remember exactly. Uh, Yes, that's right. We're going back to uh, Shakespeare with Montagues. Uh, So... Uh, basically, he said that Dr. Fauci is a liar when he was alive. And Dr. Fauci, even though he was in charge of the whole AIDS uh, pandemic, people weren't dying of AIDS. They were dying from the outdated chemotherapy treatments that Dr. Fauci was recommending that AIDS patients take. And he wanted to skewer Dr. Fauci so many times, and none of the news organizations would ever take him up on that offer. Uh, look him up. I wish I he's the founder or the creator of the PCR test. Whoever that is, find out, do some research, go on YouTube, and you will find this guy's a brilliant human being. And I just wish, I really wish that he was still alive today because he would give Dr. Fauci a run for his money. And we're starting to also see more and more people uh, talk about their experiences uh, when they interact, the unvaccinated people interacting with vaccinated people, and also the side effects that the vaccinated people are getting from these gene therapy platforms. I mean, you listen to me, 
If you listen to me on a regular basis, you already know this information. We're already at least two weeks, two and a half weeks ahead of the major news story. And this is all about the odd menstrual cycles. It's all about the vaccinated women impacting the unvaccinated women that they work with when it comes to the, uh, the spottiness of their periods, the frequency of their periods, whether or not there are clots in their periods. But the, the point is, is that a lot of this is garnering mainstream media coverage about fucking time. What else have we seen? What else have we seen? We're seeing more and more of that. And people are aware of this. Vaccinated people are aware of this. We're unsure as to whether or not the vaccine vaccinated people are shedding the artificial spike proteins that these gene therapy platforms cause their bodies to produce or, or these gene therapy platforms through the hydrogel are altering the electromagnetic frequency that the DNA in a human body emits naturally, the aura of a human being, to signal and overtake the auras of unvaccinated human beings, amplified by Wi-Fi and 5G, to make sure that their menstrual cycles are on the same cycles as the vaccinated, the unvaccinated align with the vaccinated. And ultimately, this is a soft kill operation. What they're trying to do is make sure that people can't have kids. More stories about how people are constantly having miscarriages. People are constantly having periods. More stories about men, swollen testicles, doing sperm samples where all the sperm is dead. They're all dead. They're not moving. How can you impregnate a woman if the sperm ain't moving? You're off to the races and you collapse at the starting line. Here's another thing. Now, I heard, a, you know, a, so I've been paying attention to David Icke for a very long time. Very long time. Now, my problem with David Icke is that David Icke is, is pretty negative when it comes down to it. You know, I mean, he's, he's brilliant, full of information. Uh, if you ever read one of his books, I, I recommend 9-11 and the Alice in Wonderland conspiracy thing or whatever. It's all about September 11th. Uh, he cites everything. So you can't say, oh, this is hearsay or whatever. He cites every bit of information and nobody can counter what he has written in that book. Um, so he's a very, very good researcher. He's also very, very intuitive, full of common sense, just like we are at the Last Call podcast. And uh, you are as part of the Last Call caravan, you're, you're followers of the podcast. So what did he bring up over the weekend that I listened to that's fairly important? And, you know, essentially people are broken down into, into two camps, right? You either have the camp of this virus came from Wuhan, China, this virus was accidentally released, or I should say you come down to three camps, right? So you got the, this, this virus is real. This virus came from a virology lab. This virus was accidentally released on the public. That's one. Number two, this virus is real. This virus is part of an espionage 
a biochemical attack from the Chinese. They released it into a wet market, which was down the block from the virology lab, and then it spread across the planet and destroyed a lot of people's lives, despite the fact that China was locked down for about 60 days, and that was it. Uh, then you come to the third group, and that was Dr. Fauci until he decided to flip-flop like the, the, the slimy, uh, smi- slimy mud-dwelling fish. Invert- if there was an invertebrate that was also a fish, that would be Dr. Fauci. But most fish are vertebrate. I don't know. I don't say all fish because I'm not sure. But I will say an overwhelming majority of fishes are, in fact, vertebrates. But if there was an invertebrate fish, in, <laughs> couldn't say invertebrate fish, a fish without a spine, that would be Dr. Fauci, a bottom-dwelling one. So one of those flounders or flukes that have both eyes on the side of their heads, that kind of fish, Dr. Fauci without a spine, you get the idea. Then you've got the Dr. Fauci, the former Dr. Fauci camp, which was there is no way possible that this virus, the COVID nineteen virus is a result of anything that had man's or human's interference with it. This was a fluke. It came from a bat and that virus jumped into human beings and this is the situation that we're in right now. So, I I mean, okay, fine. I generally, generally lean to, well, now we're into number four here out of three. Number four is, and this is on the fringe, uh, is that COVID, what you're seeing with COVID is really f- low-grade radiation poisoning. I brought this up. I'm leaning more towards that. Low-grade radiation poisoning, uh, thanks to something like 5G or Starlink from uh, Elon Musk basically blanketing the planet with 5G waves to make sure we don't vibrate at uh, levels that enhance our evolution, right? Everything is a frequency. The human being is a frequency. Every bit of matter, your mouse, your pen, your skin, your DNA, it all vibrates at a certain frequency that, that allows us to interact with all these objects. So as you progress evolutionarily with your emotions, with your spirituality, with whatever it is, your awareness, uh, you vibrate on a higher level. The 5G is making sure that you, your vibrations your evolutionary vibrations, energetic vibrations are retarded to a point where you do not progress as fast as you should. It's part of this too. It's all part of this. It's a spiritual as well as an evolutionary metaphysical uh, battle going on right now. Uh, So I lean more towards that angle uh, because that's what makes the most sense. We brought up pneumonitis. We brought up dyspnea. We brought up uh, what was the other thing we brought up? We brought up how hydroxychloroquine helps out with this. We, uh, ivermectin helps out with this, with, with combating this supposed virus. Now, David Icke brought up a very good point. And, and, and it made me think. And he said that it doesn't matter what camp you're in. There's no virus. And that really got me thinking because he's right. He's right. The numbers don't add up. If you look at the amount of deaths in the United States across the planet, the amount of deaths, it's normal. In fact, in the United States, 
the amount of deaths throughout 2020, the year that COVID supposedly ravaged the country, the amount of deaths was actually lower than prior years. So then if this thing, this COVID-19 thing, is such a scourge across the planet, don't you think there would be a lot more deaths than what's going on right now? Don't you think there would be a lot more evidence of this scourge overtaking people? Now, you've seen things. You've seen people, potentially, with the side effects of whatever this is. And like I said, I lean more towards the radiation outcome. I lean more towards the uh, flipping on of a 5G kind of network or a Starlink kind of network and people experience an electromagnetic frequential uh, shock essentially to the system, which slows. Whoa, so I actually ran a little bit over and I didn't know I ran over. I didn't know how to time limit on the amount of uh, audio that I could record for a podcast. So I'm trying to piece this all together. So I, I kind of left this off with what we said with uh, David Icke, how David Icke said there is no virus. The, the numbers for deaths don't add up. There's no more deaths throughout 2020 than in a normal year. And miraculously, there are zero flu deaths or something like that. Uh, so th- there's an issue here, right? There's an issue here. It doesn't matter what camp, it doesn't matter what side of the coin you're actually on. The numbers don't add up. The numbers do not support a global pandemic. So what is the real angle here? And this comes from a CDC document entitled CDC 2019 Novel Coronavirus Real-Time RT-PCR Diagnostic Panel. Comes from, an uh, I, I would assume, a study from July 13th, 2020. And uh, the reporter... John Rappaport uh, penned a missive about the whole thing, and he said buried deep in the document on page 39 is a section titled Performance Characteristics. We have this. Since no quantified virus isolates of COVID-19 are currently available, assays or diagnostic tests designed for detection of COVID-19 RNA were tested with categorized stocks of in vitro transcribed full-length RNA. In other words, they didn't know what they were looking for, so they picked something out that they thought could look like COVID-19. What that means is they took a piece of corkboard, put it against the wall, put up a couple of different bits of RNA or pictures of RNA, and then they threw a dart at that piece of corkboard, and whatever piece of paper it hit, that's what they were going with, assuming that that's what COVID-19 was looking looking like. That's what that phrase means. The key phrase, Mr. Rappaport continues, is since no quantified virus isolates of the COVID-19 are currently available. And what Mr. Rappaport says, every object that exists can be quantified. That means 
everything that you can observe can be measured. Whether that's sound with decibels, whether that's length with the imperial or metric system, if you like inches or centimeters, whether that is uh, liquids, once again, if you're into gallons or liters, depending if you're uh, imperial or metric. It can be measured. It can be quantified. In this case, COVID-19 can't be measured. It can't be quantified. The CDC has no measurable amount of the virus because it is unavailable. Why is it unavailable? The CDC has no virus. A further tip-off is the use of the word isolates. This means that no isolated virus is available. Another way to put it, no one has an isolated specimen of the COVID-19 virus. No one has isolated this virus. Therefore, no one has proved that it exists. As if this were not enough of a revelation to shock the world. The CDC goes on to say they are presenting a diagnostic PCR test to detect the virus that hasn't been isolated. And the test is looking for RNA, which is presumed to come from the virus that hasn't been proven to exist. Now, the killer here is not the virus. The killer here is the bureaucrats, the CDCs, the FDAs, the World Health Organizations, the NGOs that built people like Bill Gates run, the NGOs that people like probable Nazi Klaus Schwab runs from the World Economic Forum. That's where the problem lies. How can they ask you? How can they demand of you and coerce you and guilt trip you into taking a gene therapy platform, inoculation disguised as a vaccine, making you assume, allowing you to infer that that vaccine has dead virus gunk in it so that your body recognizes it and generates an immune response to it? So that if you ever run across a COVID-19 or a COVID variant again, your body knows what to do and can combat it. How dare they make you think that that's what that vaccine is all about for a virus that they've never found? For a virus that they've never proven to exist? So they are trying to convince you and demand that you from you that you take a vaccine against a virus that may not actually be in existence. That's mind-boggling. That's treacherous. That's Nuremberg stuff. That's crimes against humanity, if they can prove it. Not, well, not necessarily if they can prove it. Whether or not they allow that information to come out into the mainstream to allow the majority of the human race 
to make its own decision with the information that's presented. I mean, think about this. Think about David Icke is probably right. There is no virus. Nobody can prove that it exists. Yet you're demanding people to take a vaccine against something that's imaginary. So why are they demanding you to take the vaccine? What's the real purpose behind that vaccine? What is that vaccine really doing to you? And why are they trying to market it as a vaccine when it's more than likely a gene therapy platform that manipulates your RNA, which in turn manipulates your DNA? No matter what they say, how many more times can I ride? Rhyme, I cannot say. <laughs> this stuff is going to come out more and more. And we're going to see a lot of people be very, very upset because all of this is gaining traction and it's gaining traction uh, on social media and they can't stop it. They can't. Too many people have been affected and impacted and have had severe side effects because of these gene therapy platforms they're inoculating people with. And it, it, it can't be stopped. This feedback, these side effects ruining people's lives. I mean, this stuff is going to be uh, out in front of everybody and they can't hide from it. It's too prevalent. Too many people have been impacted by this stuff, whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated or if you're unvaccinated and around people that are vaccinated. So I do believe that we are going to see some miraculous events throughout the rest of of 2020 and wow am i over an, i'm an hour and almost 10 minutes so this is the last call with uh chris michaels my daily podcast and if you are generous you share this and you tell people i'm on spotify anchor uh what else am i on apple podcasts somehow apple has not banned me yet uh and apparently according to the analytics i'm on other whatever other podcasting platforms there may be out there i suppose podbean or stitcher or something like that uh look for me on other as well so this is chris michaels until tomorrow i hope that you have a fantastic evening or day depending upon when you are assailed by my beautiful olive oil tones <laughs>